0: Hi, guys, welcome back to Aor Scrambled, the podcast where we follow the dopamine. Today, I feel like talking about TTRPGs or tabletop role playing games. I've been playing TTRPGs for, I don't know, about seven years now, I think. Maybe eight. What is a tabletop role playing game? A tabletop role-playing game is a game where a group of friends get together either in real life in the same living room, in the same storefront, or you can even do it online. There's Discord, there's Roll20, there's a lot of different digital tabletop role-playing games that you can play. Just editor me real quick, popping back in to say some of the virtual tabletop Simulators and programs. Uh we've got Roll 20, Fantasy Grounds, Foundry, Albert Rodeo, Tabletop Simulator, Above VTT, Schmeppy, and Astral. Those are the ones that I found with a quick Google search. And I believe those are mostly for DND. Anyway, back to the podcast. You get together, you each make characters, and there's one person who's called the dungeon master or game master or each system calls it a different thing. And they present a story for all of the other people to play through. It's it's pretty fun. You, there's game mechanics to be had, there's different kinds of math and different kinds of systems and different kinds of dice that you need to use, or maybe not even use dice that might just be completely theater of the mind and roleplay. There are so many different kinds of tabletop games, just a quick Google search shows Let's see, Dungeons and Dragons, which is definitely the most popular. There's Call of Cthulhu, Pathfinder, which is following closely behind Dungeons and Dragons. There's Fate, GURPS, Blades in the Dark, Numerna? Numenera, sorry. The Burning Wheel, Ars Magica, Castles and Crusades, Apocalypse World, World of Darkness, Masks. Deck of Influence, Deadlands, Mutants and Masterminds. I've heard that one's a fun one. Starfinder, basic role-playing, Honey Heists. I've seen that one played. It's a pretty fun game. Thirteenth Age, Castle Falkenstein, Gamma World, Star Trek, Star Wars, Hero System, Trail of Cthulhu, and that's just the top searches on Google. Of those, I have personally played D&D, Call of Cthulhu, and there was one other on there that my brain... Oh, I I played a little bit of Pathfinder. Each one has a different kind of system, but the main difference in most of these is the world. D&D is high fantasy, Call of Cthulhu is... I guess you would call it realism mixed with a bit of what's his name oh goodness why can't i think of his name lovecraftian influence it is full lovecraft but it's set technically in the real world pathfinder is high fantasy star trek obviously is more of a sci-fi same with starfinder and like uh hero system i believe is a an RPG where you can make people like Superman and Batman and things like that. I've never played that one. I've There's also a Star Wars TTRPG. And then there's Warhammer. And there's tabletop war simulators, war games, which is a, a Warhammer one. And the, the Warhammer one has a fantasy version, Warhammer Fantasy. I think it's Sigmar... I can't remember. There's there's a new name to it recently. But then there is also a, what do I want to call it? Um, a sci-fi version called Warhammer 40K or 40,000. And there's a lot of people that play those, including Henry Cavill, the man who played Superman most recently. And well, I don't know if it was most recently. In the movies, it was the most recent Superman. And they also he also played The Witcher in The Witcher, Geralt of Rivia. God, that man is hot. Sorry, distractions. Um I have seen Honey Heist played during a live stream. It's a pretty simple game and it's it's kinda cute, it's interesting. I think it's a D six system. Call of Cthulhu is a d10 system. I know that one for sure. uh, Sorry, to describe these different kinds of systems. Uh, D&D, Pathfinder, and I believe Starfinder are all what's called a d20 system. The main dice that you're going to be using is a d20. That's how you roll to do your checks and stuff like that. Whereas in Call of Cthulhu, you use a d10 system is which is where you you have to roll your d10s or percentile dice and if you get below the number that you have in your stat then you then you succeed it's and then d6 systems you're normally just using the basic six-sided die and they've got their own way of deciding if you succeed or if you fail there's so many different styles of play. I the, How I would recommend choosing what you want to play is, one, look at the setting. Do you want high fantasy? Do you want base fantasy? Do you want realism? Or do you want science fiction? Check out the different kinds of systems for those different kinds of settings. After that, look at the rule systems and if it's too complicated and you can't really concentrate on it go ahead and move on to the next one there are some really simple systems out there and there's some really complex systems out there and then once you pick that i recommend you just go to youtube and click on uh, type in the name of the system that you want to play and Click on live play or maybe a couple of tutorials or DM tips. There's there's so much information out there, especially on YouTube. That's how I learned how to play DD, to be honest. I watched a, a live stream of people that were playing DD. I will get into that later on in the podcast, I think. But right now I wanna talk about my experience with TTRPGs and how I got into it. My first game and stuff like that. The first time that I played a TTRPG, goodness gracious, it had to have been nine, 10 years ago. I I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a true experience with TTRPG because it was it was an amalgamation of different systems put on by my ex-boyfriend who was a master manipulator but that's it's a long story heck why not let's get into it it was Technically, I believe AD&D, which was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, but it was also mixed with the Warhammer, wargaming system, which are two completely different kinds of systems. In the Warhammer, wargame system, you are controlling an entire army and moving to confront another army in a battle so the system and the rules and the dice throws are all specialized for that kind of altercation and thing like things like that there's no real rules in that system for like checking a room for something or looking across the plains to see what you see you know what i mean and there's no real intelligence and like seeing oh do i know what this is there's no real rules for it so it's it was a very strange mix of things he wanted to use the world of warhammer which is i was fine with because Me and my friends were really into Warhammer at the time. So that's what we knew. But he also wanted it to be. A single character for each person. And. Like a story based on those specific people. Which. Like I said Warhammer is not really built for that. It's built for entire armies. So he kind of. Mixed in a little bit of advanced to D&D which Okay, yeah, sure, but it was it was a strange mix and he was a manipulative son of a jerk I'm gonna try and not curse just in case I get some kind of monetization eventually <laughs> Um, Yeah, he He was a complete psychopath actually Back in the day, the reason, one of the main reasons we actually ended up breaking up was because we were having a rough time. And instead of working it out with me, he took it out on me during our weekly tabletop sessions. He found out that I was getting interested in the Demons of Chaos and the Warriors of Chaos armies, for Warhammer. I had just bought the starter boxes for them. And he took my army's rule book and looked through it, even though we weren't allowed to look through his army's rule books. No, that's illegal. But he can look through ours. So he took my book and he looked through it and he found that their magic is chaotic. Hence, chaos, the army of chaos. Well he decided to make an item in the tabletop game that we were playing in the rpg game we were playing doesn't matter that my character was actually a dark elf he put in a chaos spell book and he made sure and pointed it out directly and specifically to me intending for me to pick it up and this is my first time ever playing a TTRPG. I was also brand new to Warhammer, so I had my character pick it up, and without a saving throw, without any kind of resistance ability on my part, I was instantly cursed. My character couldn't walk without rolling a d6, and I had a chance to, on on one roll, Nothing happened, i complete the role, i complete the task without any kind of issue. Or I might swing a sword at the person next to me, or I might flat out die. 100%, no saving throw, no chance, dead. Instantly. So my character was pretty much screwed and useless. Every time I took one movement, I might die on a d6 roll to one out of six chance I am dead so that obviously upset me and it's one of the things that led to us finally breaking up well me finally breaking up with him and yeah he was he was a crazy person he was a manipulative jerk and couldn't separate one thing from in life from the other and that's just one example anyway moving on from that several years down the line that obviously tainted my image and my feelings towards ttrpgs but eventually i found DD 5e back when i played that game with my ex 5e didn't exist i think they were on 3.5 or 4 Well, eventually 5e comes out, and a friend of mine introduces me and my current partner to it. And I fell in love with it. It was such an easy system. It was easy to pick up. And I watched a few videos online. And I decided, you know what? We're all new to this gaming system. Me and my friends, at least. I'm going to run my friends through a through a 5e playthrough and uh, but I'm not going to use any of their canon stuff there's their licensed content I'm going to make my own world and I'm going to base it off of a book that I love because you you it was easy for me that's I knew that world inside and out I read those books once a year so why not now I know you're dying to know what book series I'm talking about I am talking about the summoner series by taran matharu t-a-r-a-n m-a-t-h-a-r-u it starts with the novice book then inquisition then battle mage then after that there was a prequel called the outcast now <sighs> running a system on licensed content from their modules and things like that that's hard enough because you have to read their books and they've got set scenarios and it can be slightly linear but it's also kind of open world but making up your own world is a whole other ball game basing that world off of a already existing world that is not related to the TTRPG you're playing poses its own complications. In the book series orcs are always villains and elves are kind of villains and then there's humans and the dwarves are a slightly subjugated almost enslaved race. It's complicated. So in D&D there that's only four of the 20 30 races at the time I think it was less than that but you get what I mean and so I I tried to base my world off of the world of the summoner series but I also didn't want to have anybody that played a dwarf was subjugated and anybody that played an orc or a half orc was instantly evil I didn't want that so I had to adjust it but that also adjusted the economic and political issues that are playing in that world. There's also no, uh, class. Yeah. There's no class in D and D that is anything like the summoners themselves. And it's, so I had to do a lot of adjusting and a lot of on the fly. Hey, this is what's going on. And, that had its own kinds of complications. So that storyline ended up dying out. My friends weren't really into it and I couldn't disconnect myself from the actual story in the book and make my own story. I was having trouble with that. So we started another campaign and That one went really well, everybody was loving it, everybody made a couple characters. I think one person ended up switching once because they didn't like the original character. That was my boyfriend actually. My boyfriend made a character and he decided he wasn't really a fan of playing a magic caster so he switched to a rogue. And then another person, he stopped really enjoying playing his character so we ended up, we decided to kill him off. And mutually, we decided he's going to die. And we made a new character for him and introduced him. Everybody was loving it. We ended up having a couple people join in that weren't originally playing. And then some people dropped out. One person dropped out because he got a different job and couldn't come. And then two other people joined. And then they ended up causing problems. So they ended up having to leave. And then we added another guy. It was it was a whole bunch of crazy But eventually that story died. And it has been so frustrating not being able to finish that story. I still have it playing in the back of my head every once in a while. That is... For them, it's probably, oh yeah, that story. Oh yeah, I remember that. But for me, it's my baby, my creation, my world, my story. It doesn't get to finish. Maybe one day I'll have a chance to jump back in and play it again but as it sits right now that's all i've got and it's just a a wisp of a memory of a world that never ended it's just frozen and that does kind of make me sad and frustrated well i've been rambling on for a little while about my own experiences now let's get into the different TTRPG media that's out there and there's there is a lot of it let's get into it now it's hard to know who was the first ever TTRPG streamer online the 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 internet has been flooded in the last several years on streaming services and podcasts and live plays in general Uh, i tried to do a quick google search and there's so much out there that it was kind of buried from what i can tell the oldest stream is from Critical Hit, and Nerd Poker. They've been going since about 2008, it looks like. Goodness gracious, that's when I graduated high school. But streaming services, streaming and live plays, have boomed since Critical Role came onto the scene about 2015. And it's it's gotten a little crazy now. Everybody and their brother has a a D stream. Um but to be honest, it's it's hard to talk about D D streams and D media without talking about critical role. They are the most popular out there. Some people think they're too popular, some people think that it's all fake and yada, 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 but Critical Role is a bunch of nerdy a voice actors sitting around playing TTRPGs That's literally the opening line for most of their videos <laughs> um, It consists of Matthew Mercer Tallison Jaffe Marisha Ray uh, Laura Bailey Travis Willingham Sam Regal Ashley Johnson and Liam O'Brien. Liam O'Brien, wow. I think I named them all. But they are all voice actors in anime and video games. If you pay attention to who voices what, you will know who I'm talking about. And if you watch a couple of the streams and just listen to it, you'll recognize several of the voices um, they, they've been going since, like I said, 2015, there is hours upon hours upon hours of content online from them. They, it's, if you ask me and if you ask several people online, a good majority of them will say the reason that D&D has made a resurgence into the mainstream media is because of stranger things and critical role i mean you get a bunch of celebrities and voice actors and actors together to play a role-playing game a giant improv session it's gonna be entertaining and it's gonna be popular and There's a thing called the Mercer Effect, which is all the DMs out there feeling inferior and inadequate because, to be honest, none of us are Matthew Mercer. It's hard to be anything like Matthew Mercer. Some people get close. (laughs) I like to think I do well enough, but I'm no Matthew Mercer. Um... There's others out there, other streaming services. I keep saying streaming services. Other live play campaigns. Yeah, other live plays out there and podcasts. Uh, My favorite is actually a lesser known one over here in the States. It's really, I think it's really popular from what I can tell over in England because they are English. Uh, It's called High Rollers and their series Arois. Oh my goodness. I love that series. The podcasts are, I think, an hour long each, but they split each session up into two podcasts, so their sessions are only two hours. But they get through a lot, and they do a lot in those two hours. And their story is vibrant, their story is rich, and it's a whole custom world. It's not a module. I just I love their game. But there's also Dimension 20 with Brennan Lee Mulligan. And he, he actually guest starred on, as a DM on Critical Role as well. He got to play in Matthew Mercer's world. And there's a Bria Irongard who DMs on Critical Role and on um, Dimension 20. They're all amazing cr- uh, creators. They're amazing streamers out there. I've watched some clips from so many different streamers. The only reason I don't watch more or listen to more D&D podcasts and D&D streams is because there's a lot of content out there and it's a lot to catch up on. But there's there's a overwhelming amount of content on the internet for D&D and other TTRPGs as well. There's a couple out there for... Honey Heist, done by Critical Role. There's a couple out there for Pathfinder. There's a couple out there for um, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Red. Or is it Cyberpunk 2020, I think. I think it's 2020. But it's there's streams out there and live plays for almost any TTRPG that you could imagine. There's even one of my favorite things to listen to is reddit there's an entire subreddit on reddit that is a deep uh, rpg horror stories and since i can't sit down and read constantly but i can sit down and listen to podcasts while i'm doing my work i can listen to people reading out reddit rpg horror stories and there's several streaming services and youtube's Uh, youtubers out there that specialize in reading reddit stories specifically rpg reddit stories there's crit crab there is um tavern adjacent not tavern adjacent what is his what is his actual name tavern adjacent is one of his uh shows that he puts on crispy's tavern that's what it is his show is crispy's tavern then there's Den of the Drake. There's there's so many out there. Literally just go to YouTube and look up RPG horror stories, and you will find a lot of different creators that listen that read through RPG horror stories from Reddit. It's entertaining to listen through that kind of stuff and realize that there's a lot worse off people than you (laughs) i don't know it's it's entertaining to sit there and listen to other people's woes and say oh hey i thought i had a bad i guess i'm not as bad off as i thought but maybe in the future i'll have a couple episodes on here where i'll Maybe I can go into some of the stuff that my ex did or some of the crazy stuff that's happened in my D&D sessions and why I had to kick a couple of people. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a couple episodes on that. But in the end, do I recommend you pick up and play a TTRPG? Do you like to improv? Do you like to tell stories or watch stories with your friends or would you like to write a story with your friends if the answer to any of that is yes then yes I do recommend you play a TTRPG they're fun it's improv it's entertaining some people focus on just the combat some people focus on just the roleplay aspects some people do both and there's something for almost anyone in ttrpgs so yeah i will 100 percent always recommend people at least pick up and try out a ttrpg at some point in their lives i i guess i've rambled on long enough so until next time see you later